What's going on, family? It is your favorite play cousin, your favorite relative that you didn't even know you had, Carlos Davis at Mr. Resource Mogul. Welcome you again to another episode of the Network or Die podcast. You could be watching this from home, your office. You could be listening to us in your car. I'm so humbled and honored. I, I don't take it for granted. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. If you've had a chance to, to check out our past episodes, thank you so much for support of our past episodes. Thank you so much for the feedback that you've given. If you haven't had a chance to check out any of the past episodes, please feel free to check all of those out. Big shouts out to our partners, Alton Lane, Made Lifestyle Collection. Stay tuned to the end. Have some major, major discount codes for you guys. Yes, you heard me. Some, some partnerships that we have, some discount codes we want to pass along on behalf of our partners. Today, 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 we had family in the house. And I mean yeah. that with all sincerity. Yeah, we have yeah. family in the house. Now, yeah. I, I say that because me and this brother, we, we, have, we have worked together on several projects here in Charlotte, dealing with uh, the city of Charlotte, with Black Enterprise recently. And now, and, and I'm humbled to say this, and, I, and I'm so proud of him. He was just named, y'all, the CEO of the Carolina Small Business Development Fund. I want to introduce you guys to my brother, Mr. Kevin Dick. Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you so much brother. for coming by. For, for <clears throat> I, I know you're, you're stepping into this new role and, and, and you have a lot on your plate, but thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Well, you to know, be with us, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a little worried now. This interview has to go very well. Man. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a huge, um, very humbling uh, lead in. So I, mean, I got I got to stand and deliver. Oh, see, here, here you go. Here it is. Here it is. But no, man, we're, I'm proud of you, man. Thank I mean, you. for someone uh, I, again, I, I've, I've seen your, your journey, been on the journey with you at, at some points, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But just for you to, to be elevated to to this level to this position you one you deserve it two i'm proud to see you being it because i know your heart i know what you want to do for our community so i'm i'm, I'm proud of you man I'm, yeah. I'm very very proud of you man. and 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 i don't want to make this too corny right but um, <laughs> it, it's it's really it, it, it's it's really um reciprocated Thank it, you, man. It, it goes uh, it's it goes in the other direction. I'm so proud of the courage you display on an ongoing basis. The grind, the hustle that you're putting in to make your business successful. And even the conversation we were having right before now and this podcast, I mean, this guy is, is really, you know, he just comes up with new things all the time. I didn't know he had a podcast. Oh, man. You know, a couple of weeks ago and says, hey, come and be on my podcast. Hey. I, want to, I want you to talk about your new um your new adventure yeah which um this is truly an adventure truly a humbling honor to have been named the president and ceo but i'm proud of you, thank you and man. and thankful to you thank for you, uh, providing us this opportunity most definitely um, so yeah, yeah so so for those of you on. that do not know you i mean i know you well like i said you like you're, you're like family yeah. tell the viewers the listeners who kevin dick is tell us your background Wow. All right. You want Reader's Digest. Reader's or, Digest. Or Reader's, Web, Digest. Reader's Digest or Webster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you alluded to, to some of it earlier in terms of my passions around um, really, you know, small business inclusion and, and how it really is an economic development vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times when uh, individuals, particularly people of color, mm -hmm. talk about 
the value of um, small businesses being developed and talent being developed within communities, I think it's seen as almost a social justice argument mm-hmm. and not an economic development argument. Right, right. And see, social justice is obviously very important um, mm-hmm. for, for all of our communities and our society in general. It also connotes emotion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes emotions are temporal, right? They're fleeting, right. They're, they're temporary. Right. But when you start talking about economic development, you start talking about revenue generation mm-hmm. for governments, right. for businesses, for individuals. Right. Now that's math. Mm-hmm. That endures. Right. And so, and, and I think it, it actually attracts attention of a lot of different mm-hmm. hues and races sure. and, and uh, people in different stations in life. Right. So, you know, my passion, um, you know, I'm, I'm in North Carolina parlance. Um, I'm a halfback. I, you know, I, I was born in the Northeast, mm-hmm. um, uh, grew up, born in Brooklyn, grew up in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, very proud to be a first generation American with Trinidadian and Tobagonian lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, spent some time down in South Florida, then moved to, to North Carolina, first to the Triangle, then to Charlotte, right. now moving back to the Triangle. Right, but right. We're really representing a statewide organization, so sure. I'll be all over. But when you talk about my passion, it was really born of the fact that, um, you know, uh, back in the 80s, there was a, a show that came on TV called Family Ties. Mm, Some I people remember, remember Family Ties. I do remember that show. And so in middle school, early high school, my uh, objective was to be the black Alex P. Keaton. All right, bruh. <laughs> right? You millennials, you may not know that. Google Family Ties. That's right. That's right. We got we to gotta make this multi-generational yes. here. And um, so I was convinced I was going to be a business mogul somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to undergrad uh, at Georgetown in D.C. I majored in international business and mm-hmm. thought that was going to be my path. Got a job after graduation in marketing mm-hmm. and then sales. And I was uh, I worked in urban communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked on an urban marketing team. Well, I worked, I'm sorry, I worked on a marketing team and I was the urban representative. Sure. So basically what that meant is seven person marketing team with one black guy mm. and one brown guy. Wow. <laughs> and so I was going to be in the urban communities throughout New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I grew up in North Jersey, but I was, if anybody knows anything about New Jersey, there's, you know, Newark, 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 uh, <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, Newark and, uh, as a sort of a suburb, if you will, or a major metropolitan area extension of the, the, you know, part of the New York metropolitan area. But then you had other major cities like Camden, which is an extension of the Philadelphia metropolitan sure. area, Atlantic City, Trenton. These are places that are probably an hour and 45 minutes, two hours from where I grew up. Um, Nevertheless, I was in all of these territories. So some of my colleagues on the marketing team, they had territories that were kind of around their houses. Mm -hmm. I was the urban market. When you're traveling to these urban markets, what what I soon realized in in working in marketing in New Jersey and then for a year in Delaware, um, which was probably a more... um, more diverse marketing uh, sales territory. But anyway, when I would be in urban communities, I'd recognize that I may have been doing, um, I could have been doing a lot more to help communities than what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually represented um, brands in the liquor industry. Mm. I worked for an importer called Shefflin in Somerset, New York. They 
import Hennessy and Tangeray right. and you know a lot of brands like that, high you know high end brands, and then sold some of those same brands. And I didn't necessarily think there was anything dishonorable about what I was doing, but at the same time I thought I could be doing more. Right. Right. And so I would be in these urban communities and I would see you know abandoned buildings, vacant lots with all kinds of things in vacant lots right, right. And, and, you know, maybe windows that were shot out or sure. busted out. But I would envision things. I wouldn't see those buildings and those um, areas of land for what they were at mm -hmm. the time. I saw them more for what they could be. Sure. And so I started to become really just interested without knowing it mm -hmm. in urban economic development. I didn't even wow. know what that meant was. I was right. going to be the black Alex P. Keaton. I was a pure yeah. capitalist. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know what... Well, you know, I, I just knew that these communities could look better. Mm -hmm. And so a friend of mine at the time, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was talking to her about this and, and she, she brings me this article called that has a, a title or a subject matter about community and economic development. Mm -hmm. Now, I have no idea what this means, right, but right. I read it and I said, this is what I want to do. Um, and then I said, well, how does one, I've got a business degree. How do I start doing this? Mm -hmm. And um, and I, that led me to a degree in urban planning wow. um, and uh, led me down to just due to some family circumstances at the time, um, led me down to South Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, so I attended Florida Atlantic University, got a master's degree in urban planning, um, thought I was going to be getting that degree uh, and heading back up north. And circumstances just dictated that my career took off in government. Right. So I made a complete you know, a 180 degree right, right. turn, but still being able to employ some sales and marketing skills. So right. I've worked in, in in government and or consulting ever since. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, eventually my journey led me to, like I said, from you know working in local government for two different local governmental agencies sure. in South Florida. My journey led me to um, the Research Triangle. Mm -hmm. So I uh, was there with the city of Durham and also doing some consulting work for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. And then I came down and saw an opportunity in Charlotte, bigger market, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, community and economic development challenges, equity challenges. Right. Um, and, and I had a background in both economic and workforce development. Mm -hmm. And so um, some of the powers that be down here thought it would be good to, to have me come down here. So I've had spent four years, but then um, saw this amazing opportunity um, to really go to an agency that is grounded in small business lending, mm -hmm. um, but not just lending, but the technical assistance that sure. small businesses also need. Sure. So it's not just giving you a loan with you know terms that are that can really impact your mm -hmm. future business viability uh, if you pay or if you don't pay right. these loans back but also the technical assistance pre-loan, mm -hmm. um, what you need to get to, what you need to have in place to, to get qualified for loans, but also really some advice on right. how to build your business in terms of planning and marketing and back office operations, um, but also post-loan. Mm. So now I, I, we've, we've gotten you a loan, um, but uh, what kinds of advice can we give you so that you don't default? 
Gotcha. So that you so that you keep your payments on time mm -hmm. and so your business credit sure. remains intact. Sure. Um, so you know we so we've got those two pillars: the lending, the technical assistance, and then third, and what I find very intriguing and and very useful, is the policy and research element. Mm. So we want to be thought leaders in our industry. Mm -hmm. We're what's called a community development financial institution. Gotcha. And that what that means is we've been designated by the US Department of Treasury to do loans in underserved communities. Uh, and typically these are loans that large commercial banks wouldn't do. So mm -hmm. anything over $250,000, our sweet spot tends to be between 25,000 and 250,000. Wow. And um, at favorable interest terms. So mm -hmm. um, usually somewhere between 8 and 12 percent, mm -hmm. um, four-year terms. You know, and a lot obviously is dependent upon credit. And, right. Um, but we, we, we're, as I said earlier, we're a statewide organization. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a, a platform and a footprint in the Research Triangle, mm -hmm. which is where our office is based. But we also have one here in Charlotte. Right. We have uh, we do loans in the eastern part of the state, hurricane, d disaster ravaged areas. Mm -hmm. We do loans in the western part of the state. So we have a uh, and, and we and we really take 59% um, of our loans historically have been to businesses owned by people of color. Wow. Um, other significant percentages uh, are women-owned mm -hmm. businesses, uh, veteran-owned. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, you know, as I said, we've got some, some loans that are sort of restricted to counties that are highly impoverished mm -hmm. um, or businesses in those counties uh, and or uh, those that have been really impacted by disasters. Right. So, we, you know, we're a state, statewide organization and, and we've got a statewide platform. And, and really, I, I think that we're kind of the, uh, the best kept secret still right. in some respects. That's right. why I'm so glad to have this opportunity. No, yeah. so I definitely want to get more into the organization stuff and, and let our listeners and viewers, you know, know more about the organization. You know, of course, this is the network of that podcast, and, and <laughs> yeah. I, I always like to ask this question when. when Where we do have I get one of those t-shirts, buddy? Oh, I didn't you, even notice that you were covering it up, man. You're holding out on me. I thought we were. I thought we were family. Man, look, it's Come coming. On, it's, it's, look, it's coming. To, look, it's coming to the office. Trust me, it's All coming. Right. Uh, so, how important? Was networking to you in this in this journey from you know where you started into now being the the new CEO? You know, I, and it's something I probably don't think about enough, but mm -hmm. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, when I look at each step of the journey, I can point to some element of networking and mm. or social capital mm. that helped me. Every step of the journey. I like him using the term um, social capital. Right, yeah. right. So I'll give an example. Um, I, when I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in community and economic development, mm -hmm. I looked at three different grad schools. Mm -hmm. um, uh, University of Cincinnati, Rutgers University, and Florida Atlantic University in Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> Cincinnati and Rutgers, it, it, as the as my selection process kind of went on, Rutgers was kind of a 1A, Cincinnati mm -hmm. maybe slightly 1B, and then FAU yeah. was, mm -hmm. my parents had retired there, yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'll apply here, you know. Um, and then my father passed away suddenly. Mm. And so the priorities flipped. Right. And, and it, it, it was down to FAU and, mm -hmm. and going to hang out with mom, make sure she was good. Sure. 
on sort of her re-retirement journey back to the Caribbean. Right. And um, the social capital and networking that, that really helped me was that I had fellowship offers from Rutgers in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I had no, I didn't have an offer from FAU. Mm. But um, a close friend of my parents, who they went to church with, mm -hmm. worked in the dean's office at FAU. Wow. And literally walked into the dean's office and said, hey, this guy is about to go to either one of these two schools. And they had, they had some you know, pretty nationally recognized programs and platforms right. in urban planning. At the, um, and so she said, um, you're about to lose this guy to Rutgers or Cincinnati. Get him some money. Mm. Wow. Next thing I knew, I had a fellowship. <laughs> and you, you hear know, that? So, so that's so that's again th that's another one example. That's one example of, of, right? of social capital. And then and I have I have so many. I, right, I right, don't right. want to bore you or, or <laughs> the, the audience, but I mean, but there's so many. I mean, even coming to North Carolina, mm -hmm. like we moved to the Research Triangle. I didn't have a job lined up. Mm -hmm. It was about the real estate, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the real estate in Florida being out of, in South Florida being out of control at mm -hmm. the time and, and, and the research triangle being sort of a steadier market where sure. you could, you know, maybe get more for your money. So um, my wife and I looked at the research triangle. Well, I didn't have a job lined up, but I had gone through an executive leadership program with people from all over the country, mm -hmm. kept in touch. Gosh. Maintain your contacts, maintain Following relationships, up. You hear that, kept you in hear touch, that? Yeah. circulated my resume to the folks who, I, who worked for the city of Durham that had gone through that program. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I knew it, I had sort of a, wasn't even really an interview. I, it mm -hmm. was sort of like I had a part-time opportunity to coordinate grants and sponsorships for their parks and recreation department. And basically Man. I walked in and, and they, you know, they said, you know, when can you start? Wow. <laughs> you know? So that was, that was again, an, an evidence of networking. And I, 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 could, I could go on with right. more examples, but I will say that my landing at, at Carolina Small Business Development Fund was also in part due to work I had done with them, mm -hmm. but sustaining the, the, the good relationship. So, if you, so for anybody that's listening or watching, what one bit of networking advice would you give someone in helping them through their their career and passion? And and and, and I say this because you you sit as a CEO now, and and you've you've held other roles. But if you could give one bit of, of advice to someone, you know, an up and coming professional dealing with networking, what would what advice would that be? Well, first of all, let me say that I'm not saying this from a position of being self righteous because I don't always practice this as well sure, as I sure. should either. But. Um, you know, I would say just, you know, just main, maintain contact with people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you, when you meet people, you, you exchange your card. I've had people who I consider to be, like, you know, I consider you to be one of the best networkers I've ever met. Oh, thank you, man. Um, thank you. But, and, and, I've, and I know of others who they, they maintain contact. Uh, some of them are also blessed with, like, steel trap memories. Mm -hmm. They don't forget anything. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, always maintain contact. The other thing is, don't always network from sort of a transactional position, mm. meaning just check, Say in, that. check in with Say people that. and see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe suggest, hey, anything I can do to help you. And then, and then, uh, heard me say that. then back it up, right. you know, follow through. Um, and again, you know, I'm, I'm not always perfect in these respects, sure. but um, when, when I've, you know, stayed in touch with people, you know, kind of kept 
kept me and my brand in front of them, mm -hmm. but not just because I was right. Not just because, hey, I need something from you, but I'm keeping my, myself and my brand in front of you as a resource to you. Right. And then right. it's it's going to be reciprocated. Right. And 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 also just you know just be kind, like mm -hmm. be 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 affable. I mean, I think I think that people, you know, you know, in interacting with you. It's not people. I was, I was like, you know, Carlos Davis. Oh yeah, that brother with the, you know, because of how you treat them. Thank you, thank you. You know yeah. how you how you regard them. You know, him or her is the most important person in the room right. that day. That day. Yeah. So I think that that is uh, all of those things are important. Thank you. Well, it, so now let's talk about the the fun. But before we talk about the the organization as a whole, now for those of you who are listening or watching that live in Charlotte. And of course, you know, we, we come live and direct from Outen Lane here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, again, shouts out to Outen Lane. You all actually have a specific fund here Dude. that you're helping with for Mecklenburg County. So if you know anybody in Mecklenburg County, you, you reside here in Charlotte, Kevin, tell them about that particular fund that, that you all help with. What an awesome partnership and opportunity that we have. So first I want to give um, some kudos and a shout out to the Mecklenburg County Board of County Commissioners, mm. to uh, County Manager Dina DiOrio, um, to the Economic Development Office led by Peter Zeiler, um, and Fred Atiemo who is um, managing uh, basically the, the partnership and relationship with Carolina Small Business Development Fund. Um, few years back, and I think a lot of people in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County heard about these studies, but there were some studies done that looked at um, what the chances are uh, or chances were for a person who was born uh, in poverty or in the lower rungs in the economic ladder mm -hmm. to rise up the economic ladder. Right. Um, and they indexed 50 metro, you know, metropolitan areas around, um, around the U.S. And this is going to be maybe boring to some people listening, but a lot of people may not know this. But when they index those 50 uh, major metros, um, Charlotte came in 50th out of 50. In other words, if you're born poor in Charlotte, your chances of rising up the economic ladder are lower than 49 other places, 49 other major metropolitan areas wow. in the U.S. And if you're born in Mecklenburg County, so they index counties too. Um, or, you know, a, perhaps a different study. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was the same study, but a similar study mm -hmm. indexed counties and they indexed the hundred largest counties and Mecklenburg County came in 99th. So wow. the reason why um, I, I, I give strong kudos to the Board of County Commissioners and the County Administration is because they recognize that small business development, entrepreneurship, are vehicles by which someone can rise up the economic ladder. Right. And then they put money behind it mm. and policy behind it. Mm -hmm. And they had a strategic plan where this was a significant part of it. Mm -hmm. Small business growth and development. Right. And so they created this loan fund. Um, and right now, I mean, the business just needs to be located in Mecklenburg County, uh, needs to have an annual revenue of under a million. Mm -hmm. um, 
no open tax liens, unpaid sure. judgments, or uh, principal and business bankruptcy in sure. the last five years. So if you had one seven years ago, it's still qualified. But as long as you don't have one in the past five and years, is that it? Or and those other those other criteria, and and they're you know, um, but those are the, the, basic, the basic guidelines, yeah. right? And that's and it. Just yeah, from a basic yeah. guidelines. The, the max the max loan right now is seventy five thousand, um, and the, the interest rate prime plus two percent. Yesterday prime was four point seven five percent, which means we're lending at six point seven five percent. With terms of up to seven years. Let me hold on. I, I mean, this is this is so so everybody. So this is inexpensive money again with with favorable terms. Again, if you live Charlotte, Mecklenburg, I apologize. I know we have you know we have viewers, listeners, you know all across the country. But even if you're outside of this area and you know someone in this area, please spread this word. Please pass this podcast along and the information to them because to me, in my opinion. That is an amazing thing that a, a county commission, his organization, can do for someone that wants to start a business, that needs to get inventory, that needs startup capital. That is a huge thing. And I want to commend you all for, for backing this and, and help and informing us uh, about this. Well, as with many things associated with Carolina Small Business Development Fund, I've got an extremely talented team. I'm jumping on a moving train. So mm -hmm. this happened before I started with the organization, but one of my um, personal and organizational objectives mm -hmm. is to make sure that we manage this fund as well as we possibly can, sure. that Mecklenburg County sees us as a value added, mm -hmm. and that we in turn are able to provide value to potential borrowers. Right. And let me correct something I said too. The term um, generally can be up to seven years, but, but it actually can go up to 10 depending wow. upon so we're talking about seven to ten year repayment right. terms seventy five thousand dollar loan and uh, in specific circumstances we may be be uh, able to e even increase that maximum mm -hmm. so maybe up to you know the 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 um range in excess of a hundred thousand dollars we just need to be able to really see where the lending demand is coming sure. and then kind of look at that data and assess right. Do we, you know, whether we need to adjust that maximum? Right. So anyone, so we just talked about Mecklenburg County, that sure. one specifically. So mm -hmm. for those that are listening outside of the county, right. what are the, what do the loans look like or, or what does the funding look like for the rest of the state? Sure. Um, our fund, as you know, as you just alluded to, we are a statewide organization. And um, generally speaking, not, you know, won't the etch this in stone, but generally speaking, our loans are between... 25,000 and 250,000, mm -hmm. usually terms like eight to 12%, um, four year terms sure. generally. So we're, we're, as I mentioned earlier, we're what's called the Community Development Financial Institution. And so we're designated to do loans in that range. Um, we can do loans over 250, but the key thing with us is um, where we start where commercial banks generally stop. In mm. fact, but we're not adversarial. We yeah, right, partner right. with commercial right. banks. Um, there was something passed in 1977 called the Community Reinvestment Act, which basically mandated that um, commercial banks had to uh, deploy resources in underserved communities. Mm. We help commercial banks do that. So wow. we actually, you know, we may uh, get loans from commercial banks and relend it. We may get wow. grants from their foundations. So, you know, we have um, 
You know, we, we, are, we have a strong partnership with the state of North Carolina. They mm -hmm. recognize our value. Um, and so, you know, we, we've got some, a pre, we've got a good track record. We started doing loans to businesses in 2011. And so we've got a so good track young, record. Fairly really new. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. So what are some, so in addition to the fund, I know you all have programming and events. Kind of talk about some things um, that can help a entrepreneur as they're growing, or maybe sure. they just start up. Mm -hmm. But also, I know you all have an upcoming event uh, later on in the year yeah. that, that's coming up as well. Yeah, yeah. So we, we actually have a few. Um, and I'll touch upon a few of them briefly. So. Um, We've got uh, a partnership with Johnson C. Smith mm -hmm. University and, and the city of Charlotte um, to do inclusive, the inclusive procurement training program. Wow. Um, that yeah. is a six or seven week course where we take small businesses through um, different elements that you need to know about contracting with the city. But um, it, it doesn't only help you to be able to contract with the city. There, right. there are really things about, you know, business planning and, and um, some of your, your, your backroom operations right. and, and just... Um, some good nuts and bolts. Yeah, good nuts and bolts about yeah. running a small business that, awesome. are gonna, that are going to help you regardless of whether you're contracting city, county, private sector, what have you. Right. Um, but there is, a spe there is a special emphasis on contracting with the city. So that, that, that is happening. Actually, a class will be starting up in, um, I believe, late March or early April. Okay. Um, but we'll have a few more throughout the year. And so uh, I'm going to uh, give a shout out to one of my colleagues, Mick Alexander, okay. who some, some of you in Charlotte may know. Uh, M. Alexander at carolinasmallbusiness.org. M. Alexander at carolinasmallbusiness.org to get more information about the what we call IPTP, Inclusive Procurement Training Program. Then, then, sure. And then we have our... Uh, our eighth annual Small Business Week Awards Luncheon. Mm. That is taking place on May 4th. Um, Mark your calendars, y'all. That's right, May 4th. Uh, that is in Raleigh. I'm pick, um, I am picking up, see, when you're the new guy, you can still look at your notes. And, um, <laughs> and you know, people won't look at you, you know, you get a little, little bit of forgiveness. But that's actually gonna be uh, in Raleigh, you know, little, if, if for, for those of you who live in Charlotte, little trek up. 85 and then over 40, but not too long, about three hour drive mm -hmm. to the McKimmon Conference and Training Center. That is on the campus of NC State. Okay. Um, and that'll be May 4th. We're going to have awesome um, panel discussions, really talk about how the funds and our partners have worked together to upgrade uh, specific small businesses. We're going to be awarding certain small businesses um, per, uh, who, uh, to whom we've provided loans right. within the state. Um, and we're going to be talking a, a little bit about some of our outlook for the future. Right. So this is, I, I didn't mention this before, this is the 30th anniversary of the Carolina Small man. Business Development Fund. Right. Wow. It used to be called the Support Center, and we okay. changed our name, I believe, in 2017, rebranding. Um, but just, I'm you know, very proud of the brand, uh, very proud of um, you know, the messaging that we're proliferating not just in terms of promoting our loans, promoting technical assistance, sure. but again, also as being a thought leader mm -hmm. in the community development financial institution industry, really providing guides and studies uh, that can help stakeholders, sure. people who make funding decisions know about the impact we're having on the state. 
So let everybody know. So I'll, I'm going to ask the, as we like to call it here, the, the magic question. But before I ask the magic question for you, tell everybody how they can get more information, not only on the events, but, but on the fun. So if sure. anyone is, is, is watching and listening, you know, maybe they want more information. Maybe they're a small business owner themselves and they need that, that capital. Uh, where, where, where do they start? Uh, Smallbusiness.org. Go to our website. Um, That's easy. Find, yeah. CarolinaSmallBusiness.org. Um, you will find information about our different loan products. There'll actually be, there's an opportunity to apply for a loan wow. online. There's a link. Um, click on that link. It'll take you through some instructions. Uh, I believe there are even basic criteria for um, being a loan applicant online. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty easy, like you said. Wow. Um, and then, uh, I, you can also find out about our group uh, technical assistance, such as the Inclusive Procurement mm -hmm. Training Program. Um, but also, you know, how you get one-on-one uh, -on -one technical assistance. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, now, a lot of our, I will say, um, a lot of our technical assistance, our objective is, to, is, is for it to be connected to loans somehow. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anyone to get the impression that we're just helping them in order to be able to lend them money. Right. But... Um, lending money is partly how we make money. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, to be fully transparent. Sure. So, um, a lot of our technical assistance and, and loan production is connected, but we do a lot of group sure. um, technical assistance. We're doing, we have programs up at Shaw University in Raleigh, mm -hmm. Elizabeth City State um, University. We, uh, we've got actually a, a platform with HBCUs. So we, we have Shout out active, to our HBCUs. Yes, we have active programs with three HBCUs throughout the state: Elizabeth City, Shaw, and Smith. And then we uh, are we have just entered into some agreements to go to Livingstone, um, I believe, A and T, and the third one that's escaping me right now. But I will. But um, we can get information. Um, I'm at, I'll give you know my email address. I have no problem. K D I C K K Dick at CarolinaSmallBusiness.org. Um, if you want to find out more information, and I do want to, I got to, I got to plug some numbers. So, so far, or, or I'm sorry, last fiscal year, mm -hmm. um, 58 loans, um, total of 8.5 million dollars. Wow. That that 8.5 million that we lent. Produced 13 million in business earnings, 277 new jobs, 1.2 million in tax revenues. That's huge. Numbers. We're benefiting not just the the individual but the business, economy but the economy. Man, so I so had, had to had to give that. No, that, and, and we needed to hear that. And and so here's my here's my my, my final question. Uh, and again, I appreciate you coming by. But we all of, of all of our guests that come through, we always ask this question. How can I, as well as our viewers and listeners, be of service to you, the fund, and those that work with you? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, network or die. <laughs> spread, the, spread the message. You know, just, uh, you know, they say word of mouth advertising mm -hmm. is some of the best. So, you know, I can't guarantee that um, our lending products are for everyone. Sure, sure. Um, you know, there are eligibility criteria as there are with whenever you're trying to borrow money. But therefore, I know they are for more 
uh, borrowers than what we currently have now. So that mm. means there's a there's a market. Right. And um, we just ask you to help spread the word, right. direct people to our website, um, and and some of the products and services we have. Kevin. I know you have a busy schedule, man. Again, congratulations thank you on your new us. role. No, yeah, thank, thank you for being here. Family, again, if you're in the state of North Carolina, hey, if you're not in the state of North Carolina, you know someone in the state, please, please, please forward them this podcast. Please forward them the information that you've heard about uh, this amazing fund, especially those in, in Mecklenburg County, because th this is an amazing opportunity to help either start a business or sustain a business uh, with, with, with funding. So again, Kevin, thank you so much for, for stopping by. Again, big shouts out to our, so our supporters, Made Lifestyle Collection. The discount code is at Mr. Resource Mobile. What's well, new, excuse me, not at Mr. Resource, just Mr. Resource Mobile is the discount code. Uh, you get 20% discount with Made Lifestyle. And of course, with Out in Lane, just let them know that you heard it from their brand ambassador. Carlos Davis, they will take great care of you. If you're anywhere up and down the East Coast uh, and you know there's an Outen Lane showroom in your area, just go by there and let them know that Carlos Davis sent you. They will take amazing care of you. Until the next episode, family, this is your favorite play cousin, your favorite relative that you didn't even know you had, Carlos Davis, Network or Die podcast. We'll see you at the next episode.